You are listening to episode 96 of the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there, friends. Today, I'm going to talk to you about knowing what you stand for and why it's so important to your work, to your business, and to living a meaningful life. If despite being busy and doing and accomplishing so much, you occasionally wonder, is what I'm doing even meaningful or does it matter? Am I on point? Is there a purpose? You're not alone. Luckily, I have an approach in my arsenal of tools to help you recall what it is that you stand for, or if you don't know, identify it for the first time. I'm going to start with this story. Years ago, when I was in college, we were required to do a January winter term. In essence, it was an internship that we were responsible for creating. And for that month of my senior year, I spent it at a battered and abused women's shelter. Now, this was a hidden house where women and their children could safely escape to if they were experiencing abuse in their home. And I never answered the hotline, but I was responsible for administration of women and children and then, you know, their operational needs in the home and those types of things. And one afternoon before I was to leave for the day, this was probably halfway during my experience, I heard that a woman was coming in. We were preparing for her in all the ways that we did, and she was to arrive later that evening she was first bringing in her clothing. And I expected to see her, but I just happened to miss her. The next day, I was driving to the shelter and listening to the radio. And I heard that a man, a father, had drowned a four-year-old boy while the two-year-old was watching. And instantly and intuitively, I knew that this was this woman's children. Unfortunately, when I arrived there, I was right. It was awful. It was distressing. It was heartbreaking, all the things that you could possibly imagine. And what was really interesting and terrifying also were for the women who were watching this, that they realized there was no way that they could return home and risk this happening in their own families. And many of them came to me and said, can you please help me? I can't go back. So in the days that lied ahead, I did a lot of things I that probably were not in line with protocol. I met with them on weekends. I met privately. There's probably some safety issues that that were not good. I I was helping them with resumes and and looking for jobs and and doing some other types of things to support them. What I you know realized is that I wanted to be in a position to do something about it. If not for those that were around me at that time, for those in similar situations in the future. 
And the experience crystallized something for me that I wanted to help empower individuals to build work and lives that supported them, that they were capable of, and that maybe they didn't even know how to start. I wanted to help them also to learn how to unleash power that they had stored, that they hadn't activated or had the confidence to release. 10 years later, after that, I began my own business that elevates individuals to build their life-changing work, that work that they can't not do to create lives that they love. And I didn't realize it back then, but it was from that stand. I took a stand while I was there. I wanted others to be able to lift themselves up. And what I've learned from the experience is that taking a stand generates so much clarity and freedom. And knowing what you stand for allows a surge of of energy and just a, a clarity in how to make decisions in your day-to-day and to give you purpose and serve the world. Now, what I learned also is that everything that was truly great and special that was ever created, I started to come to see all began as a result of a stand. If you think about some of the people that we all likely know, Malala stands for the right for the education of every child and woman. Martin Luther King, he stands for the equal treatment of all individuals, regardless of race. Elon Musk stands for advancing the human race and bringing electric vehicles to the masses. We have stands of all kinds, and you've had stands. There's Obviously, we have a very um, popular or recognized one right now in, in the form of President Zelensky. You can't help but think of him when you think of stands. So I have a simple but significant question for you. What is really important to you? What's really important to you beyond your family, which most of us would agree is number one? After your family, what's important to you and your work and your vocation as you are out and about and lead your community, maybe also in your family? If you don't know entirely right now, that's okay because I'm going to help you with that. But I think it's important to first acknowledge what it is not. It's not accomplishing more goals. I know that we're inundated with messages to do more and to be more and accomplish more. But you and I both know, and since I you're listening to this, it's telling me that you know that the pursuit of goals alone can be very unsatisfying. But when you know what is important to you and why it is that you do it, what it is that you stand for, an entirely different daily existence occurs. And when you have a stand and you integrate that into your days, you experience a surge of energy and freedom and clarity and courage that you haven't experienced before. I'm bringing this topic up because what comes up again and again in my conversations with talented individuals who have a track record for accomplishing and achieving is that there comes this point, maybe even a threshold, more than a point when they doubt that what they are doing has meaning. They wonder beyond accomplishing their goals for their goals' sake, is there a purpose in, in what they're doing? Will they look back with regret and wish they did something else that was more satisfying or more impactful? But regardless of all the stories and the scenarios, once we cut through all the layers of those, whether it's concern about the business or or their or the direction of their life and their work or 
that they feel inspired to do something else and are uninspired, not lacking passion for what they are doing currently. The one thing that all of these scenarios have in common is that they are missing what it is that they stand for. Reconnecting what you stand for is transforming anxious individuals to calm, high contributors, is taking burnout entrepreneurs and frenetic entrepreneurs to meaningful high performers. It's, in the case of Ukraine's President Zelensky, it's taking a sitcom actor and transforming him into a life-changing world leader. That's what a stand does. So when we recall what we stand for, our compelling reason that we are in service, what our mission is beyond the extrinsic rewards such as money and achievement and admiration, we find that it's how we can eliminate a lot of stress and fear and loneliness that so many leaders are experiencing today. It's where we find alignment and integrity with who we are again. It's how we ensure that we have a meaningful life and that also we are building a future that we're proud of. So when we know what we're standing for, amazing things happen, amazing magic, miracles, they all occur within individuals and teams and families. I watch it every single day. And this is where that extraordinary change begins. So the bottom line, and this is what my clients tell me, is that what happens when you know what you stand for is that you're going to feel this same surge of freedom and an increase in your your energy and a decrease in your anxiety. And I don't need to mention this, but when you make that type of a shift, the natural byproducts of knowing what you stand for is that all of those types of extrinsic rewards that we do enjoy, they begin to naturally and more effortlessly come in. That's why I bring this topic to our attention today, because in this episode, I'm going to share with you a critical distinction that'll allow you to see strategies and opportunities that you haven't seen before, answers to problems. I'm going to provide some concrete tactics, three or four, to identify what you stand for and what personally gives meaning to your days and how to integrate that. I'm also going to give you some real-life examples of my clients and others who have identified their stands so that you can gain some momentum to go forth and create and identify your own stand, okay? Let's begin by defining what a stand is, though, first. In a recent conversation, if you listen to episode 93 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Peter Docker, he's the author of Leadership from the Jump Seat. If you haven't listened, by the way, you should go back and do that. It was a very insightful interview on how we lead and lift others up so that they can eventually do it for themselves and for others. I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes so that you can get back to it easily. But one of the distinctions that he made that was impressionable to me was the one between a position and a stand. And he described a stand as being for something while a position is against A position is a negative reaction to something or a person that we don't agree with. And you know, our news, our social media, our politics are filled with people taking positions against other things and other people. Conversely, a stand is something that you're for. And what I loved about his definition was that he said a stand doesn't require anyone else to exist in order to have it. I love that. It's a stand is, in fact, stand alone. And it's about what you believe is important. And a position requires 
an opposing force to exist. It requires something else to exist that we are against. Sometimes if I'm talking to a group, I'll have one person push against my hand, I'll push against theirs, and then I drop it. What you realize is that when we have our hands together, we are we have a position, an opposing position. We are, you know, and oftentimes it's just a fight. We are neutralizing each other out in many ways. But so it's a position against something. We both have to exist in order for that friction or the, that position to exist. When I drop my hand, there's only one hand. There both there is no longer a position. What are you saying, Docker? And making his distinction is that a, a stand, however, is still there would still remain. Malala, I think, is a vivid example of a person with a stand. And as you recall, at that young age of, I believe, 13, she was shot on the school bus by the Taliban. And Malala's stand today is that girls everywhere have a right to education. She does not take a position against the Taliban. In fact, she, you know, in her speech that she did for the Nobel Peace Prize that she received, she wanted the Taliban's children to be educated too. If the Taliban fell off the face of the earth, Malala would still exist. Malala would still have her stand. She's going to stand for education of girls, and she can do that whether they continue with their position or not. Today, you can't think really of, I think, uh, a person taking a stand without thinking of President Zelensky. He provides another very vivid picture of what a man with a stand looks like. And when you look into Zelensky's decisions, and these and others of people who have taken stands, it can help you find what you stand for too. So in beginning to unravel, identify, or recall, depending on where you're at, your stand, what you stand for, the first question that I ask is, what makes you say, not on my watch? Not on my watch. That's Those are words I'm like, oh, no, no, not on my watch. What makes you say, I can't ignore this? I can't allow this? Is there anything that confuses you of why it even is happening? Is there anything that disappoints you or even incenses you? Things that you just can't sit back and let happen. These are clues to what you stand for. Notice here that you can use a position that you might have, things that you're against to inform your stand. What makes you say, that's not going to happen on my watch? No way, no how. That's the kind of passion that indicates what it is that you really care about. Really, these are your list of your non-negotiables in my mind. I'm not willing to sit back and watch or stand for this. It doesn't have to be an, a negative thing or a position that you're against. Not on my watch because I know I have this expertise. Am I going to allow people to just plateau or institution not to take you know what it has, its resources and provides elsewhere? Really, these, like I said, these are your non-negotiable. These are the things that you just feel compelled that that just bring up a an emotional reaction. Not on my watch. For me, I wasn't willing to watch women live in fear because they didn't have the information or the confidence to rise. So I was, that was like, no, okay, this is not happening on my watch. President Zelensky of Ukraine, he decided this was not going to happen on his watch. He, he took a stand for the sovereignty of the Ukrainian people. So another question that you can use that I... I recognized, informed me, and occurred when I was even taking my stand was that the question of what makes you courageous? 
when we look at Zelensky as an example, Zelensky just a few years ago was a sitcom actor, could have walked away. He could have left any time in the last months, couple of months. He's risked and continues to risk his own life and that of his family for something that he stands for. He really was willing in many ways to give everything up that he has for his stand. That's how powerful it is. That is another indicator of what we stand for. Now, fortunately for us, our life is most likely not at risk for whatever it is we stand for, like Zelensky's. But if we search inside for something that makes us courageous, find that answer for yourself. And you're going to be headed directly towards your life purpose. What are you willing to be courageous for? What, what have, you, have you spoken up for, right? Perhaps you've asked someone for something or um, you've made a stand in some way that you wouldn't typically. Now, I want to, to say right here that you don't have to leave your job or your career in order to take your stand. You, you know, In fact, I consider most workplaces your playground to bring your stand to. Perhaps you stand for bringing transformational leadership to your organization and you're a leader of sales. Maybe you stand for the environment and you create an investment fund with environment-friendly stocks. Maybe you stand for underprivileged children to be taught to write and you're an author. Maybe you stand for a workplace where individuals thrive personally and professionally. You lead a bank. Maybe you stand for improving the lives of single women and you're a diverse eternity. Maybe you stand for putting, you know, great human leaders with great human beings and you're an executive recruiter. These are all ways, like know what it is that you stand for. There was a woman who had a very hard time. She owns a manufacturing company of probably 250 individuals. And those who work some of the lines could probably, you know, couldn't get positions in other companies. And it was you know, she was terrified. But what brought her courage was that she stood for, you know, fulfilling, helping women fulfill the dream that they have for themselves and their family. And so she wanted to keep those jobs going. That was part of her purpose. That's what she stood for. And that is what, you know, by using that that courage, she knows what it is that she stands for. She was able to, by asking herself, in fact, what makes her courageous, th- that is something that makes her courageous. It makes her do things that she otherwise wouldn't. Getting to the back, back to that question of what makes you courageous, imagine that the fear that most of us would feel if we took a stand that was not in favor to Putin. Zelensky, no doubt, has fear. But his fear isn't stopping him. His, he's the courage of his convictions to help him overcome it, right? So think about a time when you were afraid. Perhaps you spoke up to someone like I was saying in your company or even a family member that would have frightened you typically. Maybe you made a decision to pursue something that defied logic or that was the easy choice and you knew it meant venturing into uncertain territory. Maybe you risked a threat to your reputation or your status or the admiration of people that you had grown accustomed to. I know I was not looked upon favorably by going outside of the lines and going over the protocols that were being held at the shelter. But maybe you did it for it anyway. Maybe you did it for the cause. When we pursue our purpose, we lose our fear. And when we're connected to something higher than ourselves, fear is diminished. It's in these situations that we simply choose to do what is intuitively right. Might not be logical. It might not be favorable or popular. 
but it's, it's, we know deep down that that's what we're called to do. So pinpoint where your courage comes from. I find it comes when you can't sit by and let something happen or not happen. You know that you're the linchpin and you act on it. What is that for you? When you experience a non-negotiable, you know you are connecting to your purpose. And when we remember what we stand for, we rise, of course, to our highest levels. And that's when we're able to collaboratively build the future that we desire and want. So the third question that you ask yourself is, what is worthy and calling for my involvement or my energy and my courage right now? What's worthy and calling for my involvement, my energy, my courage to defend or create or to contribute? Maybe it's setting up a foundation for your family, uh, a family foundation, or becoming a company of social giving. Maybe it's boldly asking to begin your new initiative at your workplace. Maybe it's to voice what you stand for at a conference and see if more people want to come to support and stand with you. What is that thing? Really, our stands are revealed when we listen to our heart instead of our head. Again, if we look at the example of President Zelensky, his head, his logic, his rationale was probably thinking that this is a big, scary, and maybe a logical thing to do. But when he asked his heart, it likely was very quiet and just said, you must, I must. You know, we spend a lot of time listening to our head. When's the right time to stand for something? How's the best way? When really we would be more fulfilled and satisfied by simply listening to our heart. Your heart has the answer. I always remind myself that Einstein said that our heart, our head's meant to be the faithful servant to our heart. In other words, your heart and head are to work together, but the heart's the visionary and the head's meant to execute the vision, right? Your heart is meant to be the leader. Your head's simply there to be the getter done. So ask yourself both, what is your head saying? What's your heart say? Give them both a chance to speak and then listen and follow your heart. It will give you insight to what you stand for. I know that pain and loneliness and depression that many are suffering from today can be transformed by knowing what it is they stand for and then sharing it with others and doing something daily to connect and live with it. You know, maybe your work is as an executive recruiter and your stand is to put great leaders in positions to connect with other great humans. Maybe you're a wealth manager and making money for wealthy people doesn't inspire you, but when you stand for leading a business that helps employees and those you serve to live fulfilling lives, that lights you up. Here are a few things that some of my clients stand for. I stand for senior citizens, and this person's a financial planner for elderly. I stand for a work environment that supports individuals to live their family's dreams. This is the owner of the manufacturing company. I stand for families having access to beautiful homes. This person's a real estate agent. I stand for individuals fulfilling their dreams. I'm a wealth manager. I stand for the oppressed to be cared for. My company's a social giving company. Once you know what you stand for and share it with others, you will find that you'll start to attract others to your stand. When you stand for something, also you're leading from love. That, that's the number one leadership principle, as we all know. But when you're having a position, you're usually leading from fear. They're entirely different ways of, of being and things are created entirely differently as a result. But sharing, understanding, inviting other people to be a part of what it is that you believe and letting those others that don't float by. 
It does not matter. You know what you stand for. Let me give you an example of what a stand looks like in your personal world. I think this is really important. When individuals and families or friends or even colleagues or you and those people have disagreements or arguments, you can choose to take a stand instead of a position. And I found this to be quite helpful recently. I did this with a family member who was incredibly judgmental, disruptive, unkind to another family member. And my first reaction, as you see across the news and the and the airwaves, and our first ego-based, fear-based response is always to take a position against the individual. And I knew I could argue, defend, be angry, get my you know, knife cutting tongue out. But when I decided instead to take a stand, everything for me changed. Everything even on a physical level changed. I defined for myself what I stand for using some of the very questions I just provided for you here. I identified what was not happening on my watch. That was number one. I became and noticed what I became exceedingly courageous about and verbally shared this was not going to happen on my watch. Third, the third question, I identified what was worth my involvement. Even though I knew it might get messy and 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 different, I what was worth me engaging to stand for it. I even said to myself, am I willing to let go and give up everything for this? And I was. That's what I, I what the first thing I saw, I'm like, I am, I knew I had a stand because I was let, willing to let everything go. That's how important my stand was for me. But the time I identified that you know, the stand for me was building people up and bringing peace and well-being to my family. By the time I did that, I I could let go of any fight. And by knowing this myself, it makes other decisions for myself easier. There are a lot of other opportunities and more peace. I wasn't fighting against a position. And I didn't need to make another person wrong I because I already know what I stand for. And I knew I was in integrity. I was leading from love. Hopefully, you can see how this works. It is a very, as I said, different existence. Regardless of what's happening in the external world, we can return to our own peace when we know what we stand for. The final step here is once we know what we stand for, our job is to tie that into our daily activity. And I think that is also a missing link. Oftentimes, we might know what we stand for. We might write a you know, a company mission statement, but then it doesn't get integrated. It doesn't get repeated. It doesn't get articulated. It doesn't get reminded. So find one thing every day that contributes to what you stand for. You know, if if, for me, who stands for building others up, it may be as simple as calling someone up and telling them what they're good at or asking if there's something that they're struggling with that I can help them with today. And when we know that what we do on a daily basis is contributing to something bigger than ourselves, we feel an intrinsic satisfaction that surges. It's that inner game. It's the inner driven leader. So your call to action is to identify what you stand for by answering the three questions. What makes you say not on my watch? What brings courage out in you? What's worthy and calling for your involvement or your energy or courage to defend it, to create it or contribute? Make sure you're passionate about it. Because the thing is, is when you know your stand, it's going to be that which helps you when things get messy or or you're struggling it's like, oh, I'm this is why I'm doing it. I'm, you know, I stand for women have being able to have surgeries in third world countries. This is why I'll do my work right now when something's difficult. Because I can contribute to that, because my company contributes to that. Know what it is that means something to you and what's important to you. Also listen again to what your heart has to say. 
Notice in the weeks ahead when you see yourself taking a position against something and consider changing it to a stand for something instead. It's a slight shift, but I promise it will give way to entirely different strategies and you'll be really interested in how different it feels. Write what you stand for on a three by five index card if you'd like. Say it out loud to yourself and then say it out loud. Remember, this is what we stand for. Let's make, as we make these decisions, let's remind ourselves of what we stand for. I'd love to do that even on a family basis. Then you will know that you're demonstrating and remaining in integrity throughout as you make your decisions. I really like to think and question, what do I want people to know I stand for when I'm gone at the end, on my last day? Would they say that about me today? What is my stand calling me to today? These are all the questions. What is my stand calling me to do today? It's each of our responsibilities to know what it is that we stand for. The truth is that it's very common, however, and normal for all of us as humans to have moments where we question what we're doing. It's We get so caught up in this fast pace of performing and keeping up with the hands that we become disconnected to what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. We need to come back, return to ourselves, return to our, our integrity. We lose the sight of our mission and we're challenged figuring out answers to our problems and we, we think they're so difficult. But if we know what we stand for, be it an organization that's responsible to each other and is integrity driven, or you stand for a family where respect and building others up and well-being are your values, then you're going to see your answers to questions pretty easily. Things, Problems will start to get resolved clearly on their own even, and business and life will return to flow. I hope this was helpful. It's back to basics. It's back to the base level, your foundation, remembering what you stand for. Take some time with this. If you found this helpful, please send it on to your friends and colleagues. I look forward to connecting with you real soon. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Podcast.